following is an encore episode of the Biz Tools Podcast. Any email addresses, web URLs, or other time-specific information may no longer apply. Please visit davidaspect.com for more information. Thanks for listening. Biz Tools Podcast, Episode 27. Welcome to the Biz Tools Podcast, practical advice for today's busy business leader. And now your hosts, David Speck and Jerry Frentress. Welcome to the Biz Tools Podcast. I'm Jerry Frentress. And I'm David Speck. And we are your hosts for this episode of the Biz Tools Podcast. David, usually every week I ask you what the topics are, but I already know where we're going on this. And this is serious business. It is very serious. And, you know, we kind of make jokes a lot of the time back and forth about about each other and what we're talking about, trying to put a light spin on it. But it is. It's a very serious subject matter. And um, that is the subject of integrity and ethics in business. This is one thing where the lines get blurred way too often among people in business. And I think we need to establish for the listener what does all this mean and 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 what is acceptable and what is not acceptable you know we all talk about having a moral compass but you know what does that even mean so i know you have a a few uh thoughts and a few printouts regarding that (laughs) (laughs) i went to the dictionary i had to figure it out i was telling you before we got started that uh I guess naturally we t- in conversations we use words that we think we know what the, what they mean and then if someone were to stop us and say what does that mean that becomes very difficult for me yes maybe perhaps for everybody listening to this understands and usually it comes up, comes out being honest and integrity mm-hmm. then I ask what's that mean <laughs> right and and so this goes on and on and so what do these things mean uh, I looked up uh, integrity, adherence to moral and ethical principles, soundness of moral character, honesty. Mm, very nice. Okay. And ethics. What in the world are those? Or though? Or it? I can do that ser- uh, singularly or plural. The rules of conduct recognized in respect to a particular class of human actions or a particular group, a culture. So being that it's culture-based, ethics could be different for different things. Yes. They use as a, an example the Christian ethics. Okay. So they can uh, define that the way you want. Where did uh, – I have one more, right? More morale? Moral? Uh, pertaining to or concerned with the principles of rules of right conduct or the distinction between right and wrong. You know, I can remember growing up, you know, your parents teach you right from wrong. You know, you don't do that. Yes, do this. You know, I can remember as a child, one day um, we were in the, the, I guess you call it the department store. It was the days before Walmart. And I remember seeing a toy I wanted. And of course, you know, we didn't even either have the money or I didn't deserve the toy. And I uh, stuck it down in my sock and walked out of the store with it. Well, immediately upon getting into the car, I start bawling and my mother doesn't have any idea why I'm crying. What is wrong? Why, you know, et cetera. And I pull this toy out of my sock. And so I was a shoplifter. So if you're listening at the police department, you can get me for a 40 <laughs> year old crime. But 
I knew that what I had done was wrong, but I did it anyway. And I felt so bad about it, I was crying. My mother made me take that toy back into the store. We went and found the store manager, and I had to give it back to him and apologize to him for what I had done. And that was probably the first real ethical test, moral test that I had in my life and that, that I failed, but I learned the lesson from it. And I think we as in business, we're not always going to make the right choices. You know, the, 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 the human desire to get what it wants and when it wants it will sometimes overrule. But if you know right from wrong and you make that mistake, then I think integrity comes in as what do you do? What do you do with that decision you've made and how do you, how do you rectify it? So this subject matter just, I mean, it's, it really good, dates all the way back to, to you know, they used to have that, um, I think it was either a set of books or, or a set of sayings that said, everything I need to learn about, know about life I learned in kindergarten. And that's kind of where we're at today in business is that, that if you would go back to that, that lowest common denominator, that, that, that morality, that right and wrong that you learned as a child, it will make things a whole lot clearer today when you're trying to make business decisions on whether or not something should be done or should not be done. So, who defines what is right and what is wrong well, in the business world? I would say that um, acceptable practices do, or the core values of the company that you work for, which is a, which is a buzzword right now, core values. And, and that's basically, you know, if you want to call it a mission statement, but it's, it's, it's the fundamentals of who you say you are. And if, you, if you're in a business that that prides itself on, you know, doing what you say, you know, you know, making it right when it's been wrong, you know, you know, really strong customer centered uh, business, then everything you do should reflect those. And when you don't, then you're coming into conflict from a morality standpoint with your with your core values. How many businesses have you ever heard of or seen? That have core values. Very few. They're you, written down. Right. For, yeah. for the employees to know what they are and the potential customers to know what they now, are. Now, now let, me, let me clarify. There are businesses who will put a mission statement in the, in the lobby. Yes. But don't live it out behind the, behind the receptionist desk. And that's where the problem comes in. You know, if you're going to print it, if you're going to put it out there, then you need to live by it. And... That is what I feel like is what's wrong with a lot of business today is that they they espouse one of those words you need to look the definition up for like, yeah. to be one thing, but they don't have the integrity to live it out. Um, Jerry, you and I went to a conference just last week on um, the seven habits of highly effective people and personal integrity was the foundation, the roots, as they said. Of you know your business, your life, your success in life, if you don't have personal integrity, will never last because those are the roots, and and it always will come to, to pass. You know that you will be revealed as as someone who lacks that. And well, an old saying: what goes around comes, comes around. around. People who say that obviously there are people who feel like, look, I can do a lot of things. I own this business, and I can get away with it. That's just the way it is. And if I make money, that's all I want. But you and I both have seen or heard about, read about uh, people in this marketplace 
and probably other marketplaces that felt that way. But usually, in, in my mind, they've all been caught up in something. After a while, it comes back around. An employee or a customer or somebody yes. is raising an issue that uh, brings down the business and many times puts them in jail. And, and it's really hard because when you want to do business and do it the right way and somebody seems to be getting more business by doing it the wrong way or by doing it in an unethical way, you feel like you're, you're getting the short end of the stick. But if, if you look and, and you can look at, 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 you know, take it in five to 10 year blocks, look at over the course of time, you will see that the ones that are doing it right are the ones that last. It's the ones that are doing it wrong that go bankrupt and then they start something else. I, I remember, um, certain car dealer in the, in the marketplace and he had a huge dealership but he was underhanded and he, and, and and he didn't do things right and so the the manufacturer pulls his ability to sell those cars and so then he becomes a used car salesman and then he gets into bankruptcy and it, and uh, you know it just kept rolling around why because found fundamentally he did not have integrity fundamentally he could not make the right call to do things the right way and so even though he would have little jumps of of what would seem to be success in other people's eyes it always would wash out underneath them because he didn't have that foundation of integrity so okay there are good guys there are bad guys uh actions speak louder than words you can say you're really a great guy and, and you do everything uh right correct honestly but maybe you really don't what does that mean what does that how does that affect us uh, how does that affect anybody listening to this that's in in business or managing a business what should they rock back in their chair and and think uh, I, uh what should i do well remember this <clears throat> character is what you do when nobody's looking okay and is you that have, ray crock it may be well, that's what he, he's given. He's given uh, credit for yes. that. Okay, mm -hmm. so I stole it from Ray. Awesome. The who's Ray Kroc? Founder of Mac, the modern day McDonald's. Uh, McDonald's. Okay, now he, we got he that. franchised it. All right. See, I know my business history. I got it's it. Okay. Too. I was just checking. <laughs> but if you don't have that character, then there's not really anything you can you can do. You can work on all kinds of things, but at the at the central part of your being, you've got to have character. The other thing you need to realize is that even when you don't think they're watching, they're watching. Whether it's your employees, team members, your clients, your customers, your vendors. And that all plays a, a part in painting a picture of you and your business. And you may, I'm using a spouse again, but you may present yourself as this single type of individual. But to the people who really know, you're not. And so it's a big sham. I'll give you an example. And I, I, I was just discussing this today. There was a, a, a gentleman. Um, it always seems to be the guys. I don't know. There's a gentleman that owned a, um, uh, a lawn and garden. Um, oh, what would you call it? Landscaping service. Okay. Mm -hmm. Really well known in the community, really active in the community, but he didn't pay his bills on time. So to, the local newspaper, here's the guy on the front page, you know, hey, I'm involved in this, you know, philanthropic project, I'm involved in this. Whereas behind the scenes, those in business knew that he wasn't the guy he presented himself to be. Now, while they may not have said it out loud on the front page or on the radio, what they did say is they said it in their circles. 
And so this picture is being painted of this individual, may, probably without his knowledge, and he's wondering why he can't get any traction in his business. It's because he didn't have the integrity, the character, to do things right in every aspect. And that, and one, one area of not doing it right can erode every other area of your business. Mm-hmm. So, so as, as a business leader, and this is who we're talking to, business leaders, you have to understand that by definition you have followers. By definition you have people watching you. And you have got to show that integrity. You have got to, when the decision is to be made either whether to do things right or do things wrong, even if it's just the slightest questionable thing, like uh, somebody decides to, that they don't want something you have to sell, but they didn't ask for a refund. Do you send them one anyway? I had a I had a um, finance person tell me one time uh, they got two checks in the mail from the same client. Obviously, the client's um, bookkeeping department paid it twice. Either invoice and a statement came in the mail at the same time. And the answer to me was, well, you know, why do we have this money on the books? They were saying, well, I'm not their bookkeeper, and it's not my job to do their accounting for them. Well, that's a that's an integrity issue. If somebody overpays you, you integrity. Ethics tells you you refund that money, or at the very least, you inform them of it. And on the flip side, I get a phone call today, which is really kind of cool considering we're recording the podcast, but I get a phone call today from, a, from a, um, my eye doctor's office. I accidentally paid the bill twice. Same thing probably happened. I probably had it a, stack, a stack of bills together, and I paid it twice because I paid online. They called me and said, look, we are so sorry but we need you to check your account. We don't know if we posted it twice or if you actually paid it twice. And if you paid it twice, we need to put you in for a refund. And turns out I paid it twice. Okay. How did you feel? It, it, my, my, my opinion of that company went sky high. Yeah. I even asked him, I said, can you just keep it on the account? Cause I know I'm going to come back and see you. <laughs> but, but, but that, that's the thing. Somebody who has that level of, of integrity you want to do business with, you want to send more business to them because you know that should anything go wrong and God forbid that it does, they're going to take care of it and they're going to take care of you because that's who they are at heart. I asked, uh, trying to be strong about it, emphasize the word feel Mm -hmm. instead of think from a business standpoint, I think there's too much time spent on what do we think about that? How do we feel? Back to this quote I used a couple of uh, episodes before. Uh, I can. Uh, I may not remember what you said. I may not remember what you did, but I re- will remember how you made me feel. Yes. And feeling lasts. Mm-hmm. And every time you see that person or you see something from that office, you're going to feel good and feel like this is a really, based on what they did, and it may be minor. I know uh, you have had chances uh, uh, where or opportunities in business where in the newspaper business the ad is incorrect. Yes. Or shouldn't be in there this time. Mm-hmm. In the radio business, which is what I was in, we had the same issue that at times we ran it incorrectly. Mm-hmm. I always said, we want to be the first person to tell the client. Yes. That, that, that. We don't want the client to call us. We want to call the client. Almost every time the client would say, well, you know, I did see that, or I didn't see it, and I, I was wondering if you were going to call me about it. They're wondering what what are your what is your moral compass in your business? Yes, and with a, in, in 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 these instances, 
the client is more um, agreeable to the solution you propose if you're the one to inform them of the problem. Yes. And and for salespeople, this is the scariest thing in the world. I, I, it's so funny, you know, because we get the paperback before it goes out to the public, we get to see, you know, if there's a mistake, you know, there's no like reprinting the paper, but we know, uh-oh, something, something's going to go out wrong. And a salesperson will come into my office and, you know, it's like the world's about to end because they know that the, that the shoe's going to drop. And, I, and we always calmly do the same thing and say, look, you need to get on the phone or you need to go in person and explain to them that this is what happened and this is what we're going to do about it. And it's amazing to watch them come back and go, you know, they weren't that upset. In fact, they were, they were very happy that we already had a solution. And I said, yes, but if you had waited and like, hoped that it went away, even if they didn't call you, you would have eroded your relationship. That's what people don't understand is it doesn't always come back to haunt you immediately, it, but it will come back to haunt you. I heard a, um, a, a marriage counselor say this one time. He said, if you connect a memory with an emotion, it'll last forever. So think about that. If something happens that you have caused in business and you've created an emotion, either positive or negative, then that's going to stick with that client, that customer, the perception of the community forever. And if you are known even one time as somebody who was underhanded, you're going to be perceived as underhanded for the for the for a long, long time. You know, it takes a whole lot of attaboys to get to get rid of an oh no. And the same is true in this. If you don't, if you do it wrong and you don't make it right immediately, then it's going to come back to haunt you and it's going to stick with you. And it, when you do that, when you, when you answer the problem, uh, create a solution, tell the, the person involved, we made a mistake, this is how we're going to solve it. It's amazing how it, it paid big dividends with the salesperson, my salesperson, mm -hmm. who then said, gee, even though they were scared, even though they thought they were going to lose all this money, business is bad, you may fire me or whatever, it ended up hearing them say to other potential employees, you want to work here. These guys take care of mm -hmm. clients. These guys do it upright and it, take care of business. Because they're watching you too. Yes. When they came into your office with the problem, they want to see how you react to the problem. Right. And if you said, well, I tell you what, let's just let it ride. They may never even notice that it ran wrong. Well, then what does that tell that salesperson? Oh, unless there's a big enough deal made about it, we'll, 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 we won't do the right thing. So that's that's what we're getting at. And and it's not just in the sales arena, although that's where most of the moral decisions seem to take place. But it's, you know, how do you handle when you've got to terminate an employee or uh, how do you handle it when somebody comes into your office with a with a grievance against you, even if it's not founded? I mean, your integrity comes into play. If you've been a person of integrity all the way up when the when the accusation comes it doesn't hold water because it goes against what people know about you to be true and what about your business. You know, we all make mistakes. Nobody's perfect, but when you do things right and, and you make a, you make a, a, a concerted intentional effort to do things right all the time. That one time somebody says, well, I, that business is just terrible. I don't think, and it happens more often now because of, of social media and stuff. But if somebody tries to, 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 to you'll have defenders come and say, no, 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 I've dealt with them. And they, they're, they're a company of integrity. They, you know, they do it right. You know, they, and, and it's, it's, it's amazing how, how that comes into play. 
because it, trust me, if you're in business for any length of time, you're going to have some people who hate you. It's just the nature of the beast. And with social media and these sites, you know, scam sites and all these places where you can have unfiltered um, reviews and unfiltered commentary about what you do and your business by name, you're going to get some negative feedback. And you want to have the integrity and, and have built a pattern of integrity to where people don't buy that at all. Okay, so I'm now I'm a listener to this podcast, and I'm nodding my head, hopefully, and saying, that's right, that's right. The question has to be, okay, do you have a moral compass? Does your employees know what the moral compass is? Uh, should you sit down and spend some time uh, making a list, if you will, about what the compass is? And I will start that little segment mm -hmm. by saying, I, when I first came to your office, uh, your building, uh, where I hang out, uh, I I was trying to absorb what is the the uh, the feeling around here. What do, how do people operate? What do they do? You you all know when you go to a new place that you're going to be working at. In this case, I was wasn't really working for you. I was just officing officing here, but I still wanted to fit in. And I started thinking about what is this place like? What is it? Mm -hmm. What is the image? What is the moral compass, if you will? And I've said this to you and to other people before, that I walk through here when most of the people were gone, or I come in in the morning when nobody's here, and your door is open. Mm -hmm. And I had to admit, during my career, the door was always closed and <laughs> locked. And many other doors in the building were locked. And I, oh, well, did he forget? But then I noticed that other offices were all open, and uh, I... It came all over me that I, I can see this, what this uh, guy is thinking and what is in his business, how he trusts his employees, how they feel when they can walk by. You have two doors, uh, and both doors are open. And they could go in and mm -hmm. be a bad guy, I guess. <laughs> but, uh, of course, I, apparently that doesn't happen, and you're saying to everybody, I trust you. Yes. I, I believe in you, and I believe that you're here for a good reason. And so... Uh, I trust you, and that means a lot to them. Yes. Um, I came from a, an office where we locked every door at night, and you didn't leave things in the break room refrigerator overnight because they would be <laughs> gone the next day. And, and I told myself, I don't want to work in a place like that. And I heard somebody say, and this was more recently, but, but it really resonated with how I felt at the time, and that is if you can't trust the people around you, then you have a hiring problem. And so I wanted to establish early on in, in this facility that there, there's going to be trust because we work very hard. We are small staff accomplishing very big things, and we have to be able to trust each other implicitly to be able to accomplish all the things that we want to accomplish. If there's distrust and uh, cynicism between the team members, then, then the, the ball doesn't go across the finish line. I think that I used the right metaphors. They work with me. Yes. And okay. and so I guess the goal line. And so I've always had my doors unlocked. Now, they do know if they're shut, something big's happening. <laughs> you know, uh which yes. is you know, that's the universal sign of somebody's either getting fired, hired, or you know, something big's going down. But at the same time, the, the open it's not abused. If, if you've watched, people are very cognizant that I'm working in there. And it's, David, do you have a minute? Not, 
they don't come barging in and, 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 you know, verbally vomiting over whatever it is they're going through. But, you know, it's more than an open door policy. I think it, it's more of like a, um, it's who we are. It, it gets back to the, to, to the core values. One of our core values is we're going to have trust. And it really bothered us. We had a, we had a scenario where money was coming up missing and we couldn't figure out how it was coming out of the, out of the cash box and come to find out it was, you know, cleaning crew. But, you know, it bothered all of us because we're like, are we going to have to lock things up? I mean, it really created this turmoil within the culture of the building. And once once we eliminated the, the, the problem, everything settled back down and everybody was able to move forward. But when you have a culture of distrust to begin with, oh, it's bad. I can remember in, in this newspaper that I worked in, if you left a, if you left a camera on top of your desk, management may steal it just to prove to you that you need to secure your camera. And I kept thinking, I don't want to work in a place where I've got to be afraid that people are going to rifle through my stuff. And, you know, we're all adults here. We're all on the same team. We're all working towards the same goal. And so, you know, getting back to integrity or character, my character was I'm going to surround myself with people I can trust and who can trust me. And over the years, we've had some people we couldn't trust, and we, you know, graciously uh, showed them the exit. But the ones who have stayed and the ones who are a part of it, it, it just makes a huge, huge difference in the overall culture and everything that we're able to accomplish. So this particular step, which I admire greatly, and I, uh, I don't think it was your goal, but I have uh, uh, praised you for it mm-hmm. in writing and in, in talking to people, which then sends a message about David Specht Enterprises and all, the several businesses mm-hmm. you own there's this uh, people get from me. This is a great place to be, mm-hmm. and this and, and you can trust this guy, and you and, and so I become an advertising uh, tool, so to speak, for the integrity of the operation. So if you part of your operation is asking them to invest in advertising, they know you're going to take care of business and that they can trust you. Yes. It so it pays off in many ways. I think yes, and, and it's not we don't live in a. Early on, you see, you, you, everybody can see what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Today, especially, everybody's on camera, mm-hmm. uh, or everybody is on uh, somebody's email, or whatever it might be. We can communicate bad stuff. We love to do that, don't we? Uh, bad stuff, negative stuff, and then we have a newspaper, or, or, or if you call it that, in the, in the marketplace. That every time I look at it, I, I cringe at the the the, the, the well, I don't know what you call it, the bad news. That's all from front page to the back mm-hmm. page, which apparently people like to uh, pay for and uh, and read. So it's it's there for us all to see yes. and feel about the operation. Do I want to do business? Do we want to do business with your company? What have we heard about your company? And, and, and it can be the simplest things. Here's one more story, and I know we, we want to keep this within the confines of our time, but... There's, there is a company in the local area that I received an email from. Now, in all fairness, they asked me if they could send the email. And it's, you know, those email newsletter type things or sign up for our whatever. And I said, yes, you may, you may send it. The, the um, not the subject, but the, you know, the, where it says where it came from, you know, usually, you know, like if I send you an email, it says from David Speck to, to Jerry French or subject, whatever. Well, the from 
wasn't this individual's name. It wasn't his company's name. It was the name of the location where he housed, which has its own identity, which has its own brand. And I, yeah, I wish I could go into greater detail, but since it's happened recently, I don't, I don't want to, to, to shine a light on it. But when I got it and then I realized it was from this individual, I just got mad. I felt like I'd been uh, hoodwinked. Conned. Yes. I thought I'm getting an, uh, an email from one entity, and it turns out to be somebody completely different. At that point, whatever he had to say meant nothing. And it could have been the greatest opportunity, the greatest whatever that, 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 had, that had taken place on the face of the earth, but you lied. Whether you thought you lied or not, you lied about who you, you were. Misled. Yes. yes. And so that that painted a picture for me to where I don't even want to, I don't even want to associate with this individual, much less do business with them. And I think a lot of people feel like I do. We we get inundated with with so many scams and spams and and fraudulent offers that when somebody we know does it, it makes it that much worse. How'd you feel? I felt bad. back to feelings. Yes. And you ought to see his face when he's talking about this. It all crinkles up, and uh, it, it's like, I really mean this. I feel bad about it, and I don't want to do business with this guy. I remember you getting that. And that very day, you were commenting yeah, out I here for all of us. <laughs> there. Can you believe this type of thing? We, early on, we, we need to mention, uh, in deference to our time, you mentioned The Seven Habits of Highly Effective yes. People. One of the books that we have mentioned early on mm -hmm. in these podcasts, and we had the, the, the opportunity and pleasure of uh, sitting in a hotel area type thing uh, with a people from the Covey organization yes. talking to us great. about this. It was great. Everybody there, and there were, probably was 30, 40 people, and they were all uh, drawn in, and we just talked about these, these, these simple seven, not simple, the seven, there are only seven, I should say, uh, habits to be highly effective at whatever you do yes it's highly effective people not highly effective salespeople yes. or managers or whatever we recommend that we mm -hmm. all feel really uh, great about that if you have the chance to read the book listen to the tape or see a presentation on it take it yes. find it go go see it listen to it and enjoy time's up oh i i'm that's my turn okay that'll do it for this episode of the biz tools podcast we hope you have found the information today useful for your business. If you have any questions, please post them in the comment section of the show notes. We'll do our best to answer them. The show notes for this and all of our episodes are available at biztoolspodcast.com. You can also subscribe to the show on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. We'd love for you to rate our podcast on iTunes and Stitcher so that more people will know about it. We really would appreciate the feedback. Until next time, remember, applied knowledge is power. Be the leader you were always meant to be. So long, everybody.